This is Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg. Happy Wednesday to you on this continuing warming trend here. And today on the show, we are going to tap into something that makes us warm in the heart and in the soul, and that's music. It's one of those essential elements in life that's hard to live without. And then, even more than just hearing it on the radio which we love, of course, there's experiencing live music, and we're tapping into that today. Here is Prairie Public Program Manager, Eric Detheridge. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody, and you've got us feeling all right. So have you ever been out to your favorite watering hole or maybe even a coffee shop, saw a very talented musician or band And sorry to plant a possibly unpleasant earworm in your head. Thought about that line from the Billy Joel song, man, what are you doing here? Yep, there's lots and lots of unsigned talent in our own backyards, and any loss of worldwide fame is our gain. And joining me now to talk about that is Prairie Public's Director of Television, Barb Gravel. Barb, hi. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, excited to have you on Main Street today. So we're talking about the Prairie Public Television series that you and your team have been working hard to make great for many years. Prairie musicians, for those new to the program, give us the Cliff Notes synopsis. Well, let me do that. Prairie Musicians is an amazing local program that we produce here in Fargo at our studios. And the basis of it is to invite regional musicians, bands, the talent that we are so lucky to have around us into our studio to perform their original music. All original. All original. And we've been doing this, this year is our 16th year. And um, you were mentioning, you know, you hear your favorite bands and your watering holes. And we are so lucky to be just a melting pot of musicians of all genres, all talents who've come from other places and have made this their home. Um, Unfortunately, some who've been here and have gone away to places like Minneapolis, where it's a bigger um, industry and they have different options. We are thankful to be funded by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund, also by the North Dakota Council on the Arts. We broadcast all the episodes on YouTube. We actually archive all of the episodes on YouTube. And so any of the ones that we've done over the years can be found there. Um, I'm always looking for bands. And so if, um, if you have an idea for a band who performs original music, I would love to hear about it. Musicians are some of the greatest people around. And, Barb, you have the greatest job at Prairie Public, (laughs) I will say. So, okay, uh, Prairie Musicians premieres tomorrow night, Thursday, January 25th at 9 p.m. Central, 8 Mountain, with the Dan Brecky Band. Now, I love this guy's backstory. Uh, He actually, when he was 18 years old, played in the Johnny Holm Band. And maybe you've seen Johnny Holm out and about uh, over the years in this region. But he's a lot of fun. But he has very good musicians playing those cover songs uh, alongside him. So uh, he was only 18. But what can you tell me about Dan now and his band? Dan Brecky Band, I am so lucky that they have agreed to be on the program. Um, I've been kind of following them for quite some time. And you also may remember or know of his mom, Kathy Brecky, who performed regularly at the Ramada, now the Delta, and so big into jazz. Dan's father is a band instructor, I believe, in the Moorhead Public School District. So he comes from a very, very strong lineage of music. 
He spent about 10 years in Nashville doing the uh, Nashville thing and performing with some amazing talent and learning so much there. And you know what? Came back to the area and has some great band members with him. Gosh, you listen to his stuff. You listen to the show and you're like you're in Nashville. I mean, it is polished. It's wonderful. And you can just really tell that he has some great experiences under his belt. All right. So what song should we play? Well, how about we play... um, where do you want to go? Sounds like a good plan. Maybe Nashville. All right, yeah. <laughs> Stand at your blonde hair windows down blind everywhere around town. Ain't no telling where we'll go, but there's one thing that I know, and that's we're free to do anything. So where do you want to go? Get out of here, get out of town, find that lake where the sun's going down on the other side. Sleeping underneath that big old moon wrapped up in a blanket, just me and you. Doesn't matter where we go, doesn't matter what we do, I've only got one question for you. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? The Dan Brecky Band. Here on Main Street, you're listening to Prairie Public. I'm Eric Dethridge. Barb Gravel, Prairie Public's director of television, is hanging out to preview this season's Prairie Musicians, which premieres with the Dan Brecky Band tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Central on Prairie Public's television service. So, uh, Barb, we devote Thursdays to local and regional programming. That's very cool, but kind of a risk if you think about it for TV programmers. Uh, Why is Prairie Public so bullish on local programming on one night of the week? Well, local programming is what sets us apart from, frankly, some of the public broadcasting PBS shows that people love and adore and are world-renowned and award-winning. But guess what? PBS is not going to tell the stories of the history and the people of the Prairie region, whether it be Winnipeg, Canada, Minnesota, North Dakota, the whole region that we're in, we need to tell our own stories. And by traveling around the region and finding even the smallest tidbits of a piece of art story or a history that no one has ever really heard of before. There's so many new people moving into this region and, you know, you can't expect them to know things that have gone on hundreds of years ago. And so we are here to really share that whole story, the legacy of our space. And uh, we do it with music, we do it with art, we do it with the culture and so much of that. So that's why we dedicate Thursdays to telling our own story. And the stories are beautiful. Of course, we're thinking of uh, the late, great Bob Danbeck's Germans from Russia series, uh, your and your team's Prairie Mosaic, the beautiful panoramas of the area, and, of course, Prairie Pulse, Prairie Musicians fits into that uh, quite nice. Just wonderful documentaries that you've put together, so congrats on all that, and we're glad that you're talking about this season's Prairie Musicians right here on Main Street. So next up is the musician starring in our February 1st Prairie Musicians, uh, a musician in Nashville by way of Fargo, right? Yes. Yeah, and her name is Annabelle Maher. Annabelle, um, she is in high school. She goes to Shanley, 
and she is really, really a hard worker. She writes constantly. She's in Nashville performing, uh, recording songs, and she is pretty much everywhere. You go to the UND hockey game, she's singing the national anthem. Oh, wow. You you know, she uh, you go to the lights in West Fargo, and she's performing with Tiger Lily. Um, so I was just going to say, this reminds me, like, is this the next Tiger Lily of North Dakota? She is, yeah, she's a great gal and so much talent. And uh, what I love is on the program is that she performs with her dad, Jared. It's a really neat family situation that they have. She's the oldest in their family and, and just the support there from her parents. And I've had many actually younger musicians on the show and to see that connection with their family, you know, whether their mm. mom and dad is the manager or they they go on the trips with them. That is really, I think, a nurturing environment for a new musician. And so kudos to them. And you can see that when you watch them on this episode, right? You can see those familial bonds in action with these uh, songs, with this music. It is. It, it's, you can see it and you can feel it and you can hear it. And so that's so special. Okay, so we are on radio now, Barb. So what are we going to hear from Annabelle? Timbuktu. <laughs> All right. I'm going to Arizona. My road to California. Let Tennessee write the song. Let it sing. Put a broken heart behind me. I'm taking these tears to Texas. Let them scatter there like stars But baby, I'm still betting I can't get away from you Even if I make it out to Timbuktu Ooh, ooh, Your mama's still calling me on the phone Cause she can't believe that we're really done but we're really done, we're really done And I'm really gone to Arizona My road to California Let Tennessee write the song Let it sing, put a broken heart behind me I'm taking these tears to Texas Let them scatter there like stars But baby, I'm still betting I can't get away from you Even if I make it out to Timbuktu Timbuktu, Annabelle Maher on this uh, preview of Prairie Musicians. Uh, she'll be on February 1st right here on Prairie Public's television service. I'm Eric Detheridge with Barb Gravel. We're highlighting what artists you're going to see on this season's Prairie Musicians premiering tomorrow night. Uh, okay, so we go from country music to something a little more ethereal, meditative, uh, even spiritual, Dakota Pro Musica Bar. Dakota Pro Musica is a very interesting group of acapella musicians. They are based in Bismarck, is led by Jason Thomes, who has not been from this area, but had come from, I think, the East Coast, and he had experienced groups like this in the past. So basically, the group is made up of musicians, and there may be between 40 and 50. They're always having auditions for this group. So you do need to audition. But what happens is they do different performances, and based on what the performance is, um, it could be a different mix of musicians or their availability or, you know, their whatnot. And so it's not that all 40 play at every experience, but, you know, it could be a smaller group. And um, they do some amazing things for the community. They performed for hospice patients. Mm. They go to hospitals and nursing homes and, and schools and different celebrations throughout the community. And so 
Uh, I think it's a really, really special thing to have in Western North Dakota. Yeah, it's beautiful, uplifting choral music. And so what are we going to hear from Dakota Pro Music today, Barb? Well, on the program, they perform some amazing 11th and 12th century music, some Pachelbel and Mendelssohn. Um, right now, what we'll hear from them is God's Son Has Made Me Free. God's Son, God's Son has made me free. God's Son has made me free from Satan's tyranny, from fear of death and bonds of sin, from all that plagues my soul within. The Holy One divine became a friend of mine. From heaven high, from starry sky, he came to live, to die. Oh, boundless love, he came, he died, he rose forever glorified. He came to give, to die that I might live. From heaven high, from starry sky, he came to die that I might live. Some beautiful choral music from Dakota Pro Musica, led by Jason Thomes. We are previewing this season's Prairie Musicians on Main Street, and uh, they will be on the show February 8th. Time is uh, 9 p.m. Central Time. You can check out Prairie Public org for a complete schedule of uh, all the musicians that are going to be on this uh, season, this very prolific season. We got a lot of artists. Uh, I'm Eric Detheridge. Barbara Gavell is uh, with me now. If you like country music and you love harmonies, these next guys will scratch your itch. Oh my gracious! These guys, international <laughs> treasures. We are so lucky to have had them. Dare I say that they were? So engaging with the staff and the crew, maybe the most entertaining off screen, off camera <laughs> um, that we have had. Ted and Doyle, they're the two men who create this group. They are actually from two different cities in Minnesota, Bemidji and Watertown. And they actually met online. Oh, wow. There is a musicians writing kind of online workshop that musicians kind of come to and write music, share music banter back and forth. It's a networking group that I have heard other musicians talk about. Mm. And it seems fabulous for sharing music and sharing ideas and talents. And so Ted and Doyle met on this uh, online workshop. And ever since then, they've been performing together all over the place. They created International Treasures. They created albums, but they perform as solo acts as well. The International Treasures. Barb, what song are we going to spin here? This one is called Nice to Know Ya. Local gravestones been disappearing at a rapid rate. Granite marked with charcoal tracings and forgotten dates. See the names and imagine maybe I could see their face. Here stories robbed by time, wind, and torrential rain. Nice to know ya. Nice to know ya. Yard sale Bibles boxed and loaded by former diamonds. 
Some evocative imagery and really nice dueling acoustic guitar playing. Some good musicianship there. Nice to know you by the International Treasures. Their Prairie Musicians will air on February the 15th here on Prairie Public. Barb Gravel, Prairie Public's Director of Television and the visionary behind Prairie Musicians is joining me on Main Street. I'm Eric Dethridge. Hope you're enjoying taking in all this talent that you can see and hear by getting out there and watching a live show. And, or if you can't, you could just watch Prairie Musicians every Thursday starting tomorrow at 9 p.m. Central on Prairie Public. Uh, next up is a singer, songwriter, and I believe a harpist. She plays auto harp and uh, a jaw harp, I think it's called, too. Her name is Patty Kakik. Barb, tell me more about Patty. Patty is an amazing musician. She is from Evansville, Minnesota, and she has so much talent. She gives you the energy of kind of a Joan Baez, Judy Collins. Those are actually some of her influences. And she was a teacher. She's been recognized by the Lake Region Arts Council and has really worked with some Native artists, um, Anne Dunn, an Anishinaabe woman. And so she has a lot of talent and her music kind of centers around her very rural farm and her existence and the earth. Yeah, it's very, very uplifting. So I encourage everyone to, to tune in to see Patty. So Barb, what are we going to hear from Patty? From Patty Kakik, we're going to hear Many Nations. I have been told when we walk the One Nation from Patty Kakik. Beautiful song there. As we preview Prairie Musicians, I'm Eric Detheridge on Main Street today. Hope you're enjoying this program and all the wonderful and talented musicians that call this area home. Uh, Prairie Musicians kind of is two halves. We are premiering Prairie Musicians tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Central with the Dan Brecky Band. There are 
five episodes and then a little bit of a break between Patty's episode February 22nd and when it picks up again March 14th. Barb Gravel will be back with me in the second half of the show to preview uh, the remaining episodes of this season of Prairie Musicians and what a good one it is. And she will also dive into the history of this television program on Prairie Public. You're going to want to stick around and enjoy that with me today. When you hear arts programming here on Prairie Public, know that it is supported in part by the North Dakota Council on the Arts, and we thank them. You're listening to Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Eric Detheridge. Glad to have you with us for this preview of the 18th season of Prairie Musicians, just an incredible television program that premieres tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Central Time. You'll get to watch the Dan Brecky Band kicking off the season. Barb Gravel, our director of television, is uh, with us to preview the remaining five bands. They take a little bit of a hiatus between February 22nd and March 14th, and that's where we'll pick up in just a moment. But first, I wanted to dive in with Barb. Uh, on the history of Prairie Musicians. Season number 18 gets underway tomorrow night, and I asked her how it all began. It was the creation of myself and Bob Dambeck uh, back when the North Dakota Council on the Arts and the Minnesota Legacy Grant wanted something to do with music and arts, and we thought, you know what, this is going to be a great opportunity to work with local and regional musicians. And so that's how it came about. Well, I love what you said earlier, and if you're just joining us, Barb was mentioning that Prairie Musicians uh, is this space, is this sort of source, this hub for musicians that you might see out at your local bar or coffee shop performing cover songs to keep the the, the venue owners and the, <laughs> the crowd, the liquored up crowd perhaps, happy. And they don't often get venues and forums to perform their original material and hone their craft. And Prairie Musicians certainly is a space that has uh, become that for these musicians. It's also elevated the craft of songwriting because there's a lot of competition to get on the show. You've had some amazing musicians that have gone on to some great success over the years. Can you name a few of them? Yes, I can. Amazing. Yeah, amazing musicians. <laughs> Back in 2011, 2011, I had some amazing Western North Dakota musicians, specifically one by the name of Shad Peel. Oh, and yeah. what we brought to the um, series was cowboy poetry. Shad being a, a ranch owner, a rancher in Western North Dakota, to bring that cowboy poetry to Prairie Musicians was amazing. Fargo in February Winters there can get kind of scary But find one to keep you warm you make it through any storm Some other Western North Dakota flavor-esque type of musicians we've had who've contributed so much to the program are people like Jesse Veter. Who continues even till today to um, release albums? I think she just released Yellow she Roses. Just made a new one, yeah. Yes. And she's an awesome columnist too for for Forum Communications. She does some essays on Main Street too. So lovely to have her as an alumni, yes. as we like to call it, for <laughs> Prairie Musicians. Uh, we had a great group uh, called Cottonwood from Western yep. North Dakota, and of course Chuck Suki, of course, was featured. North Dakota's troubadour. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> officially, I think. I have this little voice inside me that says, sing or die, and I, I sing. There's money, this old town. 
yes, those are some of the kind of big wig names that I'm going to, you know, hang my hat on that I'm proud to call alumni of Prairie Musicians. Back in 2012, we had a great musician from Minneapolis. Her name was Carrie Noble, and she continues to perform in the cities. Uh, But it was wonderful. We had a baby grand piano in the studio, and she just really entertained. Back in 2013, we had the famous, infamous John Wayne in the pain. Originally from North Dakota, but that was our infusion of some reggae music into the series. So love reggae. I know. Who would have thought from kind of the Jamestown area to bring reggae into the scene? that probably has the most hits on our YouTube channel is that of Raina Del Cid. <laughs> great band, great front woman, front in the band. They, they, they're so melodic. It's like alternative, but melodic, rock and roll, pop. It's, it's really nice to hear that. Band. It was fabulous to have them in the studio. And Tony, oh my gosh, so many of the comments on her guitar playing. She yeah. is just a wicked guitar player. And so we are so proud to have had them. Another kind of poetry-esque and music combination is called Lines and Notes. Out of bed and chicken skin feet hit freezing wooden floor. In 2015, we highlighted some MSUM professors. And so that's what I love about this series, Eric, is that we can have every genre under the sun. And you know what I mean? It's art and it is reflective of the people that live around us. They're not just performing reggae. They're not just performing country music. They're not just performing um, hip hop. They're performing music and poetry and cowboy poetry and and so many genres. We've had the Concordia Marimba group and Hardunger Fiddles and Gaelic Harps. That was fun to watch. (laughs) It was really fun to watch that one. (laughs) So I implore everyone to head on over to YouTube and check those out. How about D Mills and the Thrills? She calls herself now just Diane. I know. She is a, a host of a local uh, music show in the Twin Cities, so it kind of comes the world round, right? It's, it's like one of those things. She started out in this area, FM area, and was on Prairie Musicians, and now is also helping evangelize and become a showcase for local musicians there. So that, that's just great. She's, she's awesome. She just really is one of the great talents to come out of the Fargo-Moorhead area, for sure. She's fabulous. I believe it was this past summer my daughter went to see a Twins baseball game and uh, Diane was singing the national anthem at the game. If you're just joining us, hi, I'm Eric Dethridge. You are listening to Main Street on Prairie Public. Barb Gravel, our director of television... Yes, we are a TV station, too. Did you not know? (laughs) She has joined me to preview this season of Prairie Musicians, which actually premieres tomorrow night with the Dan Brecky Band. And uh, they're going to be playing shows once a week every Thursday at 9 p.m. Central through February 22nd. And Prairie Musicians is taking a little bit of a break, but then they're back March the 14th. And we're previewing our next band with Barb right now. 
And you've got a band called Pachin, though it's spelled P-O-I-T-O-N, which essentially is Irish moonshine. <laughs> and, and yes, they have a little Celtic influence, a little Appalachian, and closer to home, some Métis influence with this band. So tell us about Pachin. They are fabulous. So Pachin is something of the thought process of Jim Haney and Bonnie Haney. They um, have been around the Moorhead area for years and years and some done very influential in the community, um, done some great things. And so they lead the group. And then we have the uh, fiddle player, Alex Rydell, who, again, has so many credits to his name. So fabulous group, um, keyboard, Mike Kelly. They do some great, great um, public domain music. And it is Irish. It is Red River Jigs. It is Métis. It is all those things combined. And um, we're very thankful. We've been kind of following them over the years and um, encouraging them to get on the show. And so I'm glad that this was the year that that we got together. Yeah, just listening to their music, I really am looking forward to this one. I, I mean, Irish music with the death of Shane McGowan recently, it's really been in my head, so I'm really curious about seeing Pachin. And uh, what song are we going to unleash on our listening audience right now by them? This is Red River Jig by Pachin. Perfect. <laughs> Red River Jig, enjoying the music of Pachin here on Prairie Public as we preview this season's Prairie Musicians on Main Street today. I'm Eric Dethridge, director of TV here at Prairie Public. Barb Gravel is with me. And uh, Barb, i got to say, these bands, these singer-songwriters, they're, they're all very awesome. Very great season. I know it's impossible to classify which is your favorite season. This one has got to be up there, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. This is... It's always fun, but this was a great group of musicians, always so thankful and gracious and just fun. We were talking about some of the Pachin and some of the other kind of real danceable bands, and I'm in the control room switching and just basically standing and kind of keeping beat and (laughs) dancing, and sometimes wives of the musicians sit in with me or, you know, maybe somebody's mom, if they're Uh their manager, sit in the control room with me, and we finish a song, and they just look at me like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's so much fun kind of keeping beats and following Mm -hmm. along with their music, and so yeah, this was great season like i said you have the coolest job here at prairie public i was gonna say under our roof but we don't do we have a roof now i don't know (laughs) (laughs) someday (laughs) someday we will okay so um we couldn't get paul mccartney and it would be impossible to get Jimi hendrix on the show for obvious reasons but barb we have a left-handed upside down guitar player up next Samantha Grimes. She is so much fun. (laughs) The talent that she has. She does play guitar backwards and upside down. It's crazy. I saw it on YouTube. I'm like, how is this happening? (laughs) This is wild. It is. And she explains in her interview how that happened. And basically, she just 
when she learned how to play the guitar as a little kid, she just kind of had it laying there uh-huh. and just started playing. She's worked with teachers who have tried to have her switch, and it just did not go. And so she continues and is incredibly successful with it. And I, frankly, that's kind of her hook. So if I were her, I would just stay with it. I will say when she sat down, I didn't really prep my staff for the fact that she played backwards and upside down. <laughs> so our lighting had to switch yeah. at the last minute for her key light to be on the other side because the face of her guitar was was not lit properly. Right, right. But we made it all good. And so um, it took a few minutes, but we got everything back in place. And so she has some amazing music. And uh, I cannot wait for you to hear her. Her album, Trainwreck, and her song, Trainwreck, is just amazing. It's one of my favorites. How would you describe her sound? It's kind of bluesy, but with some edge. She kind of has one of those don't mess with me looks. (laughs) (laughs) Suffer no fools. (laughs) In a lot of her music. And I, I, I just love that. She was just so gracious to come up and visit with us all the way from Roseville, and it was a wonderful experience. Okay, so definitely hone in on the guitar because it's upside down and it's left-handed, but all the other stuff that Barb described too. Barbara, what are we going to hear? We are going to hear Trainwreck from Samantha Grimes. So come on, baby, tell me that you get it. I only said it because I meant it. Yes, my heart's just pulp and lies. Oh, trust me, I'm no prize. You don't want me. I'm only looking out for you. So think of all the damage I could do. train wreck from samantha grimes you're listening to main street on prairie public uh, her set airs march 21st at 9 p.m central on prairie musicians which is on prairie public's tv service we're previewing this most excellent season of prairie musicians with the uh, talented person behind it barb gravel uh, next up barb is a group of pals from northwest minnesota tell me about this band well their name is eshkade ux and I originally became aware of Bridget Giza because she has been recognized for her electric violin playing. Oh, cool. She had been working with two other musicians on a project and started wondering if it would be okay to incorporate them into the show. And it was amazing. So their energy is to really feature their culture in their music. And so there's Anishinaabe culture, there's Hispanic culture, and you can really feel that. They're very drum-centric. It's all instrumental music, so no lyrics. So the energy really does come from the very... Very unique uh, instruments that they have, especially the drumming. Can't wait to see it, but let's uh, let's hear some of it right now. What uh, what song are we going to hear? This one's called Thunderbird Rising.
Eshkade Ox here on member-supported Prairie Public. You're listening to Main Street, America Death Rich with Barb Gravel, previewing the season's talent on Prairie Musicians. You just heard Thunderbird Rising. Eshkade Ox's Prairie Musicians will air March the 28th. Uh, we're up now to an adventurous singer-songwriter, Barb, who is named Scarlett Woods, and describe her music. Scarlett Woods, she has been performing a lot around our region. And so you might recognize her name from some, oh, area wineries in the area, some farmer's markets, things like that. But she has kind of an earthy sense of music, but really storytelling poignant as far as experiences that she's had. I know people who've heard her are just amazed. She has a little contraption that she's devised and it's like a tiny suitcase and inside of it is a tambourine that she kind of takes out and connects to the suitcase and then she has two foot pedals and so she uses one of the foot pedals to just tap the suitcase for a bass drum sound. Does she loop it or? And no, she just uses it live and then she has another pedal for the tambourine and so just the control like literally the muscle in foot control of her utilizing these foot pedals to create the percussion, if you will, during her singing. So I did get a couple close-ups of the tambourine whenever she would, you know, kind of stomp on the foot pedal and um, kind of the little bit more bass drum deader sound on the suitcase. So that'll be something to keep in mind and to watch for whenever you're watching her show. From Scarlet Woods, what song would you like to play, Barb? We are going to hear I Can Be Your Monster. People are hurting, hating these days. I asked my doctor friend, will this save a man? She said, we don't have a cure for stupidity. You better stop the symptoms that repeat history. Digging the mouth trumpet and the foot tambourine. I could be your monster. You could see Scarlet Woods perform that and more on Prairie Musicians April the 4th. Now, on April the 11th, the final show of this excellent season that we're talking about today and premiering tomorrow on Prairie Musicians. Barb, who gets the honor of closing it out? Ta-da! Drum roll, please. <laughs> and this band deserves a drum roll, I think. Yep. They do. It's going to be Slamabama. Oh, with a name like that, they better be good. <laughs> <laughs> what is behind Slamabama? Oh, my gosh. Slamabama <laughs> is the energized southern infusion that this season needed um this was just a fun fun group so it is led by jay and rosanna and they are from the south their kentucky roots really meshed with during the taping our president and ceo john harris came Uh to the studio to visit with all the musicians like he typically does and wow they struck up a fun fun relationship because john's from the south He's from Tennessee, right? He's from so Tennessee. Right in his backyard. Exactly. <laughs> his wheelhouse. So yep. they had all these really fun conversations about, oh, little Southern accents and how it's, you know, kind of you're so far from your family in the South and just how things are different. But yet they 
have embraced this region and have said that this is an area where musicians come. They thrive to come here to perform because the audiences are, are so receiving. And so Slamabama seemed to really think that this is kind of the hotbed for starting out musicians to come. All right, let's close it out with a bang. What song are we going to spin here, Barb? Slamabama is going to sing My Front Door Faces South. <laughs> that works. <laughs> it's going to be a long week. The weekend's flying like a blue streak. But we can let it just pass us by. Or we can try to get in one more round. Pick up the trailer and the ski boat. Call up the gang and let them all know. We're gonna meet down at the Amico, head to the cove, and party till the sun goes down. We'll have a little Sunday fun day before the clock strikes Monday, Monday. Get the cooler and I'll bring the beer. You bring the ice, bikini top of day because the weather's nice. And we'll run away, run away, and all the troubles they'll be gone away, gone away. We'll have a head to the lake, play in the bake in the Sunday. My front door faces south. Slam Alabama closing out our preview of Prairie Musicians with a, a bang. Uh, this is definitely a band you'll want to check out. This season of Prairie Musicians premieres tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Central, 8 Mountain on Prairie Public's television service. Slam Alabama will be on April the 11th with Barb. You have a long roster of guests this season. Uh, where can folks find out more about it? When these bands are going to be on? Where do they go? They can go to our YouTube channel, and all of the episodes that we produce are archived there. They can look on our website, and I encourage you to look at each of the band's websites and find their list of performances. And yes, definitely go out and see some live music. If you've learned anything today, is that there's a lot of talent here in the Prairie region, and they're worth nurturing and supporting. Prairie Musicians is a great place for that, and uh, we're appreciative that Barb Gravel and her team put such good work into it, so make sure you check it out. Tomorrow night, check out the premiere with the Dan Brecky Band and watch all of them often because it, it's a lot of hard work that goes into it. Barb Gravel of Prairie Musicians, thanks for hanging out with me on Main Street. This has been fun. Thank you so much. Support local. Monday, Monday. Get the cooler and now bring the beer. You bring the ice. Bikini top of baby because the weather's nice and warm. And our thanks to Prairie Public Program Manager Eric Dethridge for that special. Tommy Zern is next. Dakota Stage of Bismarck presents To Across, a heartwarming comedy about how a chance encounter on a train during a morning commute leads to an unlikely friendship between two strangers. With its clever wordplay and genuine charm, the play leaves a lasting impression and celebrates the beauty of human connection in the most unexpected of places. Directed by Dan Rogers, To Across runs from February 1st through the 11th at Dakota Stage in downtown Bismarck. For showtimes and ticket availability, dakotastageltd.com. You're listening to Main Street on Prairie Public. I'm Ashley Thornburg and animals, nature, landscapes, kind of like this music theme we've been on today, have an ability to inhabit the soul. Here is a Plains Folk essay from historian Dr. Tom Ezern, a mammal on the open plains. An item from the Fargo Forum of 27th November, 1908. The jackrabbits turned white before the snow came and made themselves targets for hunters. 
Just a filler note, you might say, not a significant contribution to mammalogy, uh, but a note that indicates consciousness of the seasons and of the role of one species in nature as a marker of them. White-tailed jackrabbits turn white with their fall molt. Snowy winter, just like this year, came late in 1908, leaving the rabbits vulnerable. Now another item, this one from the Jamestown Alert, 5th of March, 1914. A sign of spring was noted by the farm people in the changing of the coat of the jackrabbit from white to drab. In this case, the jackrabbit was a harbinger of hope, a promise that winter would end after all. There are many ways to explore our checkered environmental history on these great plains of North America. One is to take stock of the relationship of our human species with another on the land. The relationships are various and complex. While breaking down a side of venison one early morning in our kitchen, I listened to impassioned pleas on the radio from horse lovers ardent to save the wild horses in Theodore Roosevelt National Park from the misplaced priorities of the National Park Service. Our fellow species interact with us in prosaic ways while at the same time assuming symbolic importance. I have found puckish delight in promising country visitors to show them the bright lights of Fargo in winter and then take them on a driving tour around the glowing greenhouses of NDSU. They are surprised and entertained to see the ghostly jackrabbits which seem attracted to the greenhouses, bounding away over the dark drifts of snow. The white-tailed jackrabbit, Lupus townshindii, has been powerfully affected by Euro-American occupation of its homeland. According to mammals of the northern Great Plains, its range used to extend well into Kansas and perhaps farther south. As a mammal of the open plains, the authors say, the authors of this work observe the whitetails did relatively poorly in the face of expanding field agriculture. Blacktail jackrabbits, which were more at home in wheat stubble, supplanted them in points south of the Platte River. Mammals of the Great Plains, published in 1982, also factors in, it says, the gradual warming trend of the past century that has allowed for the northward expansion of the black-tailed jackrabbit, essentially a southwestern species. Now, forgive me for getting a little wonky, but this statement is striking. Seldom do we hear either naturalists or historians credit the warming of the prairies, which commenced around 1850 or so, as the Little Ice Age came to an indefinite close, as a shaping influence on our history. The same authors observe, white-tailed jackrabbits retreat to the shelter of the edges of woodlots and riparian communities only in the most severe winters. So, another newspaper clip from the Bismarck Tribune, 30th of March, 1897. The number of jackrabbits on the river bottoms south of the city is remarkable. There are thousands of the light-footed creatures, more than ever were seen before. Because 1897, as stockmen of the time attested, was a rough, rough winter. White-tailed jackrabbits are few in the flicker-tailed state today, but there is still a relationship worth chronicling and exploring. Tom Ezern is a distinguished professor of history at North Dakota State University.
This is Dakota Datebook for January 24th. Winter in North Dakota can be a challenge, but it can also offer great experiences and traditions. Dakota Datebook joins the celebration of winter in conjunction with the Northern Plains National Heritage Area and Sons of Norway Sverdrup Lodge for the inaugural Winterfest, a celebration of all things winter throughout the month of January. There are many fairs and festivals throughout the state during winter, but one of them, the North Dakota Winter Show, has been a staple of the winter season since 1938. The agricultural fair takes place every March in Valley City to promote and improve agriculture, horticulture, and various mechanical, manufacturing, and household arts. An agricultural show in winter may seem odd, but the date was chosen deliberately as it's a time farmers and ranchers are not busy with seasonal work. Instead, it's time for planning, and they've had all winter to prepare livestock for shows and sales. Despite being a late winter event in the middle of North Dakota, weather troubles have rarely been a problem for show organizers, with the event only canceled once during the first 50 years of the show in the aftermath of the 1966 blizzard. The winter show also provides some much-needed entertainment after the long winter months. Early years offered area music groups, lectures, and radio shows. Performers included the Hoosier Hotshots, known for appearances on the NBC Dance Barn. In 1944, USO entertainers appeared. In 1949, former Miss America B.B. Shop performed. 1950 featured North Dakota native Peggy Lee, who was already famous at the age of 29. Another big event came in 1963 as the show began hosting an RCA rodeo. The Winter Show is also an opportunity to gather, as families, ranchers, and farmers come year after year to catch up with friends and family from across the state. In a 1983 newspaper article, E.W. Richmond, a past director of the show, said one of his favorite things is seeing old friends, their children and grandchildren, and watching those families grow. Today's Dakota Date Book was written by Ashley Thronson. I'm Dana DelVal. Dakota Date Book is produced in cooperation with the State Historical Society of North Dakota, with funding by Humanities North Dakota, North Dakota's largest lifelong learning community. That's it for this Wednesday edition of Main Street. Tomorrow on the show, the upcoming episodes of Travels with Darley on PBS stations include stops right here in North Dakota. We re-air a conversation when she was filming. That's tomorrow on Main Street. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>